Well, hello there. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Film Survivor Podcast. Uh, no goats were harmed in the making of this podcast today. I'm, I'm very proud to say that. So, yeah, thanks for joining me here. Uh, of course, I'm uh, your host, Tom Santilli. I cover Survivor for RealityT.com, which I'm sure you are reading all of my stuff right now. I, I'm, I'm sure of it. So, of course, uh, yeah, at RealityT.com, you can get my weekly episode preview, uh, weekly recap uh, slash analysis uh, every Wednesday night. And then on Thursdays, of course, my exit interview with uh, each voted off person. Um, we do have an exit interview coming today. Uh, spoiler alert, we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff that happened in episode two of Survivor Game Changers, so if you have not yet seen the episode, please pause this or come back to it after you've seen it. Uh, so yeah, so we're going to get to an exit interview with the third person voted out of the show. A lot to go over, though. Uh, right off the top, though, let me get you all that good information that you're craving. Um, you can follow all of my stuff at Tom Santilli on Twitter. That's Tom Santilli, T-O-M-S-A-N-T-I-L-L-I. And, of course, you can follow me on Facebook as well. It's facebook.com forward slash film survivor. I have a website, tomsantilli.com. Collects all my survivor stuff there, as well as my movie reviews. I am the national film critic for access.com. That's A-X-S.com. Uh, and again, the best way to get all my stuff, movie reviews, survivor coverage, is to go to one of those places or follow me on Twitter. So, that being said, thanks for joining the podcast. I mean, uh, I was I was floored. I appreciate all of your guys' support out there. Uh, last week, um, we launched you know this film survivor podcast as kind of a a new thing. I, I have done podcasts. Uh, several podcasts, actually, over the years uh, covering Survivor when I used to be the Survivor Examiner for Examiner.com. But I never really got into it, uh, you know, um, con- consistently. I never did it, you know, all the time. Uh, so now I'm, I'm really trying to kind of get into it, launch it, where we're doing it once a week. We're bringing the exit interviews each week with it. Uh, like I said, we're going to see how it goes, how it develops. Um, we're going to talk movies occasionally. We're going to talk Survivor, of course. And uh, and randomly, some other things, uh, like today. Real quickly, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but hey, this podcast is mine, and uh, so I can do whatever I, the hell I want. Is that right? <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk real quick just by letting everybody know to keep things in perspective. Um, I just got bad news yesterday about my mom. She has uh, been diagnosed with cancer, and we're very positive that she's going to uh, you know, get through and fight. But the reminder is, you know, it's great that we <laughs> live in a world where we get upset about things like Survivor <laughs> and, and can watch shows like this. But the whole point is to, to have some enjoyment. So not to be too preachy or to lecture anybody out there, but you know what? Tell people in your life uh, who are close to you that you love them. Let people know what you, you, know, what you feel about them. And just make sure that everybody around you knows how you feel um life is too short you never know what's going to happen and uh so there's that so mom i know my mom's listening if nobody else so mom i love you and we're all you know behind you rooting for you and if anybody out there can send love or positive vibes it can't hurt so that being said 
let's get on to Survivor. Last night's episode, um, hmm, I felt like, I mean, how do you follow Tony Vlachos, right? I mean, this episode to me seemed a little bit maybe flat compared to the premiere episode. Um, the the big tribe switch up, of course, happened. Uh, and again, spoiler alert, we're getting into some details here of the episode, so uh, we're about to talk some details. Uh, but yeah, we went from two tribes to three. It's luck of the draw, but the way that it kind of panned out, I feel like, was not the most dramatic outcome. Um, it seemed like it ended up stranding a couple people. Uh, on one tribe, you had Caleb and Haley, who were in the minority. And then the other two tribes uh, each had one person that was kind of on their own uh, with five others that had already previously been on a tribe. So you had Troy Zan all by himself at, at one of the tribes, and then you had... And does anybody care about the names of the tribes, really? The colors? It's the Troyzan tribe. For a while, <laughs> while we're talking about Troyzan, we'll call it the Troyzan tribe. Uh, and then you have, at the other tribe, you got JT over there. Um, so, all kinds of things. I mean, JT, let's talk about him real quick. That was kind of cool. I, I like that JT is playing the game. I mean, this guy won the game his first time. He, he, he pitched the very first uh, survivor, what they call a perfect game where you win the game having had no votes cast against you and winning a unanimous jury vote. It's been done a couple times since, but JT was the first. However, he's a winner where a lot of people don't give him a lot of credit, uh, rightly so. Steven Fishbach was kind of the brains behind that operation. Uh, pretty much took JT with him to the end, but JT was rewarded with the victory. Uh, but yeah, uh, I mean, and then he comes back and plays Heroes Villains, and gosh, was that a horrible move that he made. <laughs> he uh, totally misread uh, Russell Hance's Southern vibe and uh, ended up, you know, slipping him uh, an immunity idol at a, at a challenge with a note. Uh, everybody remembers that who watched that season. It was huge. Might have been a boneheaded move. Might have been a bad move for JT's game, ultimately. But man, the guy's playing the game, right? You can't. And there's some people you can debate if they're a game changer or not. Not JT. This guy, he's a game changer. Uh, well, this week, he he concocts a plan where he takes his entire new tribe out on a raft, uh, snorkeling, leaves them out there before coming back uh, to give them some uh, time to search for a hidden idol. Uh, everybody was onto it, but it was pretty funny to watch the you know Varner and Malcolm and the other guys on, on the on the raft. Uh, it was pretty funny to watch them kind of come to the realization like. Oh my gosh, JT is actually looking for the idol. He actually planned this and left us out here on purpose. Uh, didn't find an idol, which might end up coming back to hurt him, but I liked it. I liked watching that. Uh, Troy Zan, on the other hand, did find an idol, and that was pretty exciting too to watch him um, kind of nervously uh, you know, fondle the, uh, the puzzle table there at the end of the immunity challenge uh, looking for the hidden idol that he had found a clue for. Uh, he found an idol. That's going to be interesting now at his tribe because because he found it. But, I mean, let's be honest here. I mean, if, if we have tribal councils coming up and JT's tribe goes there and he hasn't found an idol, it's pretty much JT going to go home, right? Uh, the Troyzan idol does make that interesting over there. But then the other tribe, now with, again, spoiler alert, now with Caleb gone, uh, Haley is kind of a sitting duck, you would think. So... You know, as excited as I am for the season, I feel like I hate when I can kind of see the next couple moves 
coming. So I'm hoping that that doesn't happen. I hope that some excitement is introduced, or some twists happen, or maybe some people change up their games. But, uh, yeah, anyway, overall, episode to me, you know, some other things too. The big talk, again, was about the goats and to not to kill or not kill the goats. And, I mean, man, Sandra is just <laughs> being painted. Uh, <laughs> I mean, she came back as, as a villain in Heroes vs. Villains, you know, the season that she won. Um, her second win out of playing the game twice, just for those haters out there, for Sandra. But, you know, she is definitely uh, kind of out there more than I ever remember her being out there. Uh, she is kind of boldly going against the group, where usually in the past she would kind of blend in. Uh, but she was the only one that wanted to kill, apparently, a baby goat. Dude, come on. There's a villain, and then there's a, a person that would kill a baby goat. So, anyway... Uh, glad they didn't. Glad they released them back into the wild, as hungry as they are. Uh, but then they went and killed a chicken. Sorry, PETA. But, so there was that. Um, but Sandra, man, I, I don't know. She's going to have a tough one. If she wins this season, which I think is highly unlikely that she even goes far, is there any question that she's the best that's ever played? Now let's see what happens. Okay, over at the tribe, of course, that most of the focus was on towards the end of the episode, Brad Culpepper kind of showed uh, why he's out there this season. Um, he was another one where people were kind of like, yeah, we remember Brad, but, you know, game changer? I don't know about that. Brad uh, <laughs> was great in manipulating Ty, but then again, who, who can't manipulate Ty? Ty has uh, probably one of the more, more bendable... Um, moral codes, I don't know what you would call it. He, he, he's just one of the more, you know, influential people can change him, shape him, do whatever they want to him. He kind of floats in the wind and doesn't really seem to have his own game. But to get him to flip on Caleb, uh, who was a friend of his from the prior season, I think is great for Brad. It's a great move by Brad. But for Ty, I don't understand what that, how that would hurt him. You know, why would that hurt him to have allies going into the merge? Uh, so I thought it was kind of a missed opportunity there for Ty, Caleb, and Deb to actually use their past relationship to their advantage. But uh, let's not spend too much more time on, on the app. You know, I just wanted to kind of hit on a couple points. You can find all of this again uh, in my full recap, my written recap on realityt.com. But let's get into uh, the interview. So up next right now uh, is my talk with uh, Caleb Reynolds, Beast Mode Cowboy himself. Uh, he's the second player uh, behind Hayden to uh, ever play Big Brother and then come play Survivor. Uh, and this is his second go-around. He was in Survivor Kaurong, or however you're going to pronounce it, Kaurong. Uh, and, he, of course, he was medically evacuated on day nine uh Man, one of the one of the most brutal, scary medical evacuations I think the show has ever seen. Uh, and he did not leave the game on his own terms. And a lot of people were asking him, why is he a game changer? I don't know. You know, he, he didn't even go to a tribal council that season. Uh, this season, of course, he went to every single tribal council. Um, lost every challenge that he played in. 
but uh, I'm going to talk with Caleb right now. That's coming up uh, in a few seconds here. So, um, again, without further ado, here is my interview held today with Caleb Reynolds. Tom, what's up? Hey, Caleb, man. How you feeling today? Oh, man, I'm rocking and rolling. <laughs> well, that's good to hear, man. Um, well, hey, I want to start back at the kind of the beginning of of how the season came apart, you know, it came together, I guess, for you. But, um, you know, so, okay, you had a near-death experience out there last time. Uh, yeah. You know, people really don't even know from watching it on TV how, you know, how serious it was, and it looked really serious, obviously. But um, uh-huh. was there any hesitation to come back out and play again? Were, were you fully recovered by the time they asked you to come out for Game Changers? Yeah, I was uh... – there, there definitely was no hesitation at all. Um, you know, when, when I got asked to play again, uh, I honestly, I was honored to play again. Uh, after what had happened the first time, I was like, oh, man, they're never going to ask me to play again because they're going to think I'm just some weak casualty and they don't want that, <laughs> you know. Um, that's what I thought at first. But um, honestly, I was honored. So when they called me, I, there was no hesitation at all. It was very simple. It was a yes. Um, now, although, you know, I did have to check up, you know, with the doctors and make sure that I was healthy enough to go. Sure. Um, you know, I, I had to, I had to check as far as on my health and health reasons, if, uh, if I was healthy enough to do so, um, that, you know, of course, yes, I'm going to go play. Um, but, uh, but there definitely was no hesitation at all, uh, when it came to, when it came to playing again. Well, because of what happened last time, did you feel yourself at all approaching the game differently, approaching challenges differently? Did did you did you pull back a bit? Does Beast Mode have uh, a half speed mode that he goes into? No, no, there, no, there, uh, there definitely is no half mode um, <laughs> at all. It's uh, for me, it's been like that my entire life. Uh, it's kind of you give it all you got, and you do the best you can with what you got, and. Uh, you know, when when playing uh, a game like Survivor, it's it, uh, one thing that I never want to question is I don't want to be that guy that goes, man, if I just would have done this, mm-hmm. or man, if I would have just ran a little bit faster, or if I would have just threw that ball one inch to the right, or if I just would have, uh, you know, if I, if I would have swam this much faster, that's not me, and I never question that. When I'm done with the challenge, I say I swam as fast as I could, I ran as fast as I could, I jumped as high as I could, I threw as hard as I could. That's just me, and and that's every challenge I do. Uh, it doesn't matter what kind of challenge it is. Um, for the most part, I I am athletic. If it comes to a swimming challenge, I swim the best I can, and I don't hold back because uh, regretting the simple fact that you could have done better is tough to swallow when you lose and sure. it's like, man, so, so I'm not the guy that, that goes back to camp and I'm like, man, if I just would have ran a little bit faster, I would have, you know, right. I would have done this. That's not me. I, I go back to try. I go back to camp. If I lose, I go back to camp and I say, well, I gave it all I had. I, I, you know, when you give it all you got and there's nothing else you can give, you can't beat yourself up about it. Sure. But if you definitely don't and, and you, and you waste time, not doing those things, if, if you're just, ah, well, you know, I, I almost gave it all I had, then you can regret something. But um, 
that's the best part about it is I don't regret anything because I do the best I can every time I, I have a chance to do it. And you're a nice, a nice, you know, loyal guy. You know, we we know now from watching two seasons of you on Survivor and also watching you on Big Brother. You know, you're a loyal, loyal dude. Um, you know, you kind of gained a reputation as this, you know, beast mode cowboy, this challenge beast. Um, and then you really kind of personified that the first time you played Survivor. You know, you literally gave it all you got <laughs> to the point where you, you know, you collapsed. Um, that yep. be, that being said, um. Many, many, many out there said, you know, with a couple of people this season, um, as far as, you know, people wanted to see you play again even, but as far as calling it a, a season of game changers, um, you know, the first season you played, uh, you didn't go to a tribal council even. Um, what would you say to those that question whether or not you were a, a quote-unquote game changer? Um, believe it or not, it, it, it takes a lot for me to say this. But I question myself that same thing. Mm. I question, what did I do to change the game? Mm. Uh, you know, all, all I did, and, and this could just be me, but um, I question it myself. Um, you know, all I did was play hard, uh, and I gave it all I had. And, and when I did that, I almost killed myself in the process. So is sure. that a game-changing move? Um, I, I wonder that. But when Jeff Post calls me that, and he says, no, you're game changer because of this. Mm-hmm. That makes you go, oh, well, I mean, heck, maybe, you know, shoot, maybe I am a game changer, you sure. know? And uh, so, I mean, to the people that say that I'm not, um, I guess in all reality, the only thing I can say then is, uh, <laughs> is uh, I, I guess, ask Jeff folks. I mean, it's, it's sure. kind of, you know, I, I didn't get there by accident. Um, you know, I, I'm... I'm definitely there for a reason, and uh, it may not be the same as Sandra's there. It may not be the same as um, as Cerise there or an Ozzy's there, but I had my reasons for being there. Um, I, I guess maybe, I guess maybe when you think about it, it I guess it's questionable of why. And uh, I even, I even think that same thing. So, um, okay, I, I just yeah, with um. Okay, let's talk about like you know out, out there this season too. So you kind of um, you know a lot was made last night on the episode about your past relationship with Ty and Deb, um, you know, and it kind of showed Ty being influenced yet again uh, by somebody else in the game, maybe going against his heart or what his you know his heart was telling him to do um, by listening to Brad Culpepper. Um, instead of pulling away from that bond that maybe you uh, had with Deb and, and Ty. Uh, do you feel like it was a mistake to not embrace it and work together? Because you guys could have been, you know, you guys would have had uh, at least half of the tribe there. Yeah, I, um, one thing I can say is uh, I, I definitely tried. Um, I tried to do so with okay. uh, Debbie and Haley. Um, I tried to, since, since uh, Debbie and Ty were both on my previous season, mm-hmm. I think that was my that was my that was my key was to get Ty and Debbie, and since Haley was with me already on Mana, that was my other mm-hmm. that was my other go to was convincing Haley to be with me and Ty, and at least pull a tie vote. Right. And uh, you know we we definitely we definitely tried uh, to do that, but <clears throat> Debbie was already in Brad Culpepper's front pocket. She wasn't changing her mind, and. Uh, on the on the flip side of it, 
uh, Haley was just that, like, uh, no, I'd rather Caleb go home instead of chance it. So she went with, uh, she went with what they wanted, you know, and, uh, I, I tried and I had that in mind, uh, you know, was to try to flip and at least, you know, cause I had Ty mm-hmm. and if we could just convince Debbie, that would have at least been a tie vote to try to steer something up. But, uh, Debbie was just so locked in on sending me home for some reason. Hmm. Uh, and Haley was cool with that. And Sierra was cool. So you got a bunch of girls saying, ah, well, we'll have power. You know, mm-hmm. it'll be us three girls mm-hmm. and just them two guys. We'll have the power over them. So we'll do what we want. And, uh, I think when they thought about that, I just think it was kind of a, I think that was kind of it. So kind of in looking at it, then Ty, kind of, it was a losing battle to kind of align with you because the votes just weren't there. So it was kind of in Ty's best interest to just go with the crowd at that point. Pretty much. That's uh that's how I see it. Um, okay. Basically, uh, which, which they didn't show, um, but kind of how it was, how Ty described it to me was, um, you know, it was this simple. Brad basically told them, if you don't vote with us, we see where we see where your vote lies. Mm. And uh, it basically means that if you're not with us and voting Caleb, you're against us, which means if you do, you'll go home next. Right. That is a uh, that's kind of how Ty described it to me, and uh, he was like, you know, I tried to save you. Uh, they didn't show it, but basically Brad told me that if I if I didn't write your name down, that I was going next. And uh, you know, so it, what can you do when you've got a bunch of a bunch of power, you know, it's kind of, sure. you don't have an idol and you're, you're powerless. So you kind of have to just go with what everyone else is saying. And, uh, hope that, hope that you got what it takes, you know? Sure. Um, you know, with, uh, the, the first vote to, or the first episode, I should say, um, you know, you were shown as also being close to Tony. Uh, when, when that vote went down, was it kind of the same thing that ended up happening to you and Ty? Like, did you end up, obviously, like, you just couldn't vote with Tony because it was the minority uh, over there and you would have kind of exposed yourself if you would have tried to stick up for him? Um, yeah, that's pretty much what happened. Uh, basically, uh, with that, as, as you could see on the episode, I tried to keep Tony the best I could. Mm-hmm. Um, not only because he shielded me, because he was a bigger target than me, but uh, just, just simple because... Um, it just kind of, with him being around, I was okay. And, uh, mm-hmm. it just one of them things, you know, Tony went around and ruffled up some feathers and, and when he done that, um, just kind of made everybody not want to keep him around. And it was kind of the same deal. It was like, yo, Caleb, we're all voting for Tony, man. And it was just like, oh no, you know, cause I, I wanted to keep him and, mm-hmm. But no one else did, so I was kind of uh, I was kind of stuck there on that one. Mm-hmm. You know, to I'm sure it, it sucks, obviously, to get voted out of Survivor. But you know, in light of what happened to you your first season, is is it is it got to be you know rewarding a little bit in some way to to be able to walk out of the game you know on your own two feet and, instead of being yeah. carried out of there? Um, definitely, definitely much <laughs> much better. <laughs> um, you know, when you when you leave on when you leave out on a stretcher, that's no fun. Um, so I would definitely, uh, just like I told Jeff in the in the thing, I, I just I basically just said that you know, Jeff, it's much better leaving uh, vertically instead of horizontally, and uh, that's <laughs> sure. the truth. Uh, much better walking out, and getting my torch snuffs, and being carried out on a helicopter. 
Well, and sure, and uh, I guess the last thing for you is, you know, is there, we, we've seen you play Survivor twice, you know, nine, nine days apiece, ironically. Um, what, what aspects of your game would you have liked people to have seen that you didn't get a chance to, to show? Um, I, I, guess, I guess my ability to strategize, um, which they started, you know, you could start to see a little bit of that. Um, in this season, like, I, it was really nice to see people, uh, you know, on Twitter and stuff saying, oh, Caleb's strategizing, Caleb's strategizing. <laughs> so it was kind of – it was cool to, to see that people were seeing that um, because the last time I played it was kind of like, oh, you know, all he did – and he was just a physical player. He had no strategizing to his game, and, you know, blah, blah, right. blah. But, you know, lo and behold, there is a lot more to me than, than what meets the eye. And – uh this season, I was hoping that, you know, people would see that. But, uh, you know, obviously with my game ending a lot quicker than I thought it was going to, no one really got to see that side of me. And uh, with that, too, uh, do you think we'll see uh, the Beast Mode Cowboy again? Or is this is this his last ride? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Beast Mode, I'll ride until I die. <laughs> Well, good to hear, man. Um, I, I thought it was cool watching you. It was great seeing you back. I'm glad you're you're healthy and feeling good. And uh, best of luck to you, man, moving forward. Thanks, thanks a lot, buddy. All right, man. Take care. So there you go. Your uh, dose of beast mode for the week. Uh, yeah. So again, uh, I want to thank everybody again for their support and following this podcast. Hopefully, you're having fun with it so far. Uh, quick programming note. Next week, possible that there may not be a podcast for next week. Uh, It was hinted that there are two people being voted out of the show next week, as it looks like there might be two tribal councils. Uh, I, however, um, have gonna. I'm gonna be on a plane. (laughs) I'm gonna be on a plane most of Thursday next week, which is usually the day that I have exit interviews. Still working it out with CBS as to uh, if I'm gonna have access to uh, still be able to interview uh, the possible two people there's a chance too that maybe i might not be able to talk with them necessarily but i might be able to uh do like a written kind of email uh situation if that's the case then the interviews will be transcribed and posted on reality t and we'll just probably take a week off of the podcast but if uh if i'm able to work it out then of course i'll be here with audio uh, for both of those interviews so just want to let everybody know that and again uh on the movie front, really quickly, let's hit on that. You know, this weekend coming out, the big movie, of course, is uh, Beauty and the Beast. Uh, that will be coming out. My full review of that movie will be posting tomorrow on Friday. Can't talk about it, uh, technically, because I'm under embargo. But you can check out my full review of the Beauty and the Beast movie. Uh, what else? There's a movie coming out called The Last Word with uh, Amanda Seyfried and Shirley MacLaine. And a movie that's getting some good buzz uh, called A Sense of an Ending uh, with Jim Broadbent. So go check out my reviews. Go see some movies. Uh, And yeah, for my fans in Detroit, I'm going to be missing uh, Critically Speaking this week too on Fox 2. I won't be appearing on the show this week, unfortunately, just because of my travel plans again. I'm going to be out in Arizona and Vegas as far away as I can get from Detroit. So, anyway, great talking with everybody. Thanks for listening again. 
may or may not be here next week. Uh, but I appreciate your following me, and uh, I will be at the reality tea stuff. Will of course be up next week uh, in written form of again the episode preview, episode recap. Check them out. Uh, with that, I thank you. Have a great week, and uh, let's do this again. I'm Tom Santilli. Peace.